Benavir, please give me your best. I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I'm glad that these chains give you some semblance of confidence. Well, they're not right now. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem the shy type. And when you're that strong... You don't really need to be. You don't need to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could go up to the bishop and say, you suck. What is it exactly that the king hopes to achieve? This, Smoot here, is a lot like you. Absolutely incredible when it comes to brute force. But when it comes to the flowery words of the bishop, he is sorely lacking. Fine, if you want to be like the bishop so bad, I'll assure you that you can meet with him and try your hand at convincing that devil of your little schemes. Welcome back, foundlings, to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. This is Chronicle 1, Chapter 72. 72 chapters is a lot. It's a big book. It's a really big book. I honestly think we should, like, segment this book (laughs) into, like, multiple parts. Well, technically, it wouldn't be, like, I I could break it up, but then it's no longer, like, Chronicles. It'd become, like, it, it would be more than just Chronicle 1, and I really would rather keep it. Well, what is a chronicle? It's It's a collection of... Uh, stories right but so couldn't you have like the chronicles of narnia right but like couldn't you have multiple books in one chronicle and then have multiple chronicles chronicle one book that's so yeah chronicle one book one right and then chronicle one book two so each arc is its own book and in each book there are chapters uh we're technically on like book five then yeah we're on like book five this is chronicle one book five Chapter 72. 72. We're almost done Chronicle 1, guys. Maybe. We'll see what happens. Anyway, hello, families. My name is Emily. I'm your game master and host for this series, session, episode, uh, the Chronicle and the books, I guess, is, is where we're going with. Well, today I am joined by my two only players. Go ahead and say hello. Hi. Hello. And that's it. He that's, failed. That's all you get. He didn't say hello. No, no, no. I'll accept it. He gets a B plus. You get an A minus for calling your classmate out. Yeah, that's fair. I'll snitch. I still pa- get a get an A. <laughs> but anyway, you guys can go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm the player that's not Quentin Ant, 57 year old biology teacher. Wait, <laughs> Quentin Ant is a 57 year old. <laughs> yeah, biology you know, we never told everyone, but now they know. Now they know. Quentin plays Charles Smoot, and it's based on himself. <laughs> yeah, it's a true story. <laughs> uh, yeah, so actually, who are you? <laughs> I'm actually Jaden, and I play Finnevere Avir, uh, the frequently frightened, and he's a barter's rogue. He just wants to go home. Does he? No. What is home to him? I was about to say, what does Finn want, though? Yeah. Home is with his family in a safe place. What's his family? This found family. Uh, home is where the heart is. And Kelsey and Cece and sometimes Amali. <laughs> On like Thursdays. Uh, and Valen when he's not drunk. Valen when he's not drunk. 
And who are you? Oh. 57-year-old Quintanot. No. Uh, my name is Quintanot, though I am not a 57-year-old biology teacher. That is relegated to specifically Charles Smoot, the 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York, currently walking alongside a most unlikely of ally, Serapius, as we are being escorted to, and in all efficacy, be inducted into the Red Guards militia. Thank you for the very brief recap. I have a much longer one written. Well, I'm sure you do. It was really hard to summarize what happened. I just wanted to give the viewers something bite-sized. Sure, sure. So, uh, viewers, I hope you hold on to your butts as we get ready to delve into the actual recap, which is uh, like... I have a quick question. What are they viewing? Listeners. <laughs> um, actually, also, before I get started with that, I did want to try and make this yes. session a little bit more interesting. We had Dude. heroic challenges. Ages ago. And we never actually followed through with them. Nobody yeah, I don't really... think we ever spent ours. No, you never spent yours and never actually really completed it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to have you guys draw one. Jaden, you go first. So go ahead and tell me what your challenge is and which reward you're going for. This set has Finnevere all over it. Finnevere's challenge is to either work together to avoid an encounter or a trap or identify or disarm a hidden trap or enemy. And the reward, a local artisan personalizes your weapons or clothing. Or your lineage turns out to be linked to a legendary hero or ruler. The second one, you're technically already linked in some way to something. That's true. Your lineage is related to a, a ruler of sorts. Uh, I would argue that if, if I get the second reward, that my character gets to find out in-universe and is told. As part of the story. But you already know that you're related to Baron Asher. Is he a hero? He's a ruler. I guess he is a ruler. Nah, he's just getting some dope dreads. All right. The first one. Theoretically, physically impossible. So we can't do it. But let's read it anyway. Which is change or create a weather phenomenon. <laughs> I mean, I guess theoretically, if I make a big enough explosion, I could trigger an earthquake or a landslide. I would even argue you get two water bottles together filled, like one filled with water and the other one not. And then you just kind of like, whoosh. Yeah, and then you there's make a, a little, little, little tiny typhoon. That's technically a phenomenon of weather. But it's not weather. <laughs> I wouldn't call that. In a bottle. The other one, however, I do think is fairly on brand, which is prevent or predict a disaster or discovery. Prevent or predict. You're a, probably going to be more on the prevention side. Yeah, prevent a, di a disaster or discovery. My words are pretty good. Um, even the first one's not bad, which is automatically succeed on a wisdom or search skill of your choice. Receive a crucial clue or object related to your quest. Okay. You are responsible for notifying me if and when these are fulfilled. Okay. Let's get started. Finnevere's attempt to escape was quickly put to an end when he was apprehended by the Colosseum guards. But not long after, a gladiator, Seraphius, came to fetch Charles on night revenant's orders. But after hearing of the prisoner's attempted escape, Seraphius elected to bring Finnevere along. The two learned from Seraphius that Charles had actually saved his brother. He gave the duo a word of advice before bringing them before revenant to watch what they said and for Finnevere to be as invisible as possible. Now, finally meeting with their captor, Revenant offered Charles a deal. Work for him and guarantee a greatly reduced sentence. Refuse and face the death penalty for sedition. 
With little to bargain with, Charles persisted to earn the freedom of his comrades, and with Finnevere's aid, it seemed that Kelsey and Valen would be safe, for now, as hostages. But Finnevere found himself in a completely different position as a result. He would be transferred under the authority of the Order Bishop, the man who allegedly kidnapped Cece. Now, we pick up where we left off, with our two jailbirds being escorted through the city to fetch their personal belongings before the party is split. Yes. I'm upset. Yeah. I just, I, I just pieced it together. Hmm? You got the Red King and the Order Knight and the Bishop. Are we going to meet a Rook anytime soon? Oh, they're all chess pieces. If you look in the mirror, you might find one of the pawns. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're all chess pieces. I'm glad you're piecing things together. We did get to the other side of the map. It's true. He wants his hat. I do want my hat. <laughs> The pawn got to the other side of the board. This is not checkers right now. And this is not actual. What happens in chess too? You're not a chess piece in this game. Ike Smoot is very clearly a pawn, but he did get to the other side of the board. He does deserve a promotion. So, gentlemen, let's get started, actually. Finn definitely got all of his stuff back. Nope, not yet. No. To clarify... Only one of you was given authorization to fetch their things. But I think he means from the jail. Oh, from the jail. Whatever yes. was taken from us while we were still at that facility before we left. Yeah, I don't need a rapier. Finn now has a cat. Its name is also Iris. There. <laughs> okay, I really hate to do this because this could potentially throw an absolutely massive wrench in your plan. The cat? <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, Jaden, what is one thing that both you and I have wanted quite some time in TGC. A romantic evening. No, together. shut up, man. <laughs> Answers? Okay, that's true. Okay, this is fine. I'll just come out and say it. Balin's currently in jail and is not allowed to have his stuff. You know what Balin almost always has on his person, which probably would have been confiscated by the prison? Alcohol? His Astaria stone. Oh, that's really bad. If we are going to get our stuff, Seraphius probably doesn't know what our stuff is. It's all just in one big pile together. You could probably take Balin's Astaria Stone to channel Finnevere's magic. I was thinking about that over the weekend. So I guess we'll rewind a little bit because we'll go back into the uh, jail, basically. Because I thought we were outside already at this point, but that's fine. You are brought back to the underground portion of the Colosseum. You are led back to the area where your supplies have been stored, locked away in two wooden chests off to the left side. The two guards are there. They immediately stand from the chairs, offering a brief salute to Seraphius, and then they eye you both warily, seeing that you are not currently shackled. Ben has a subtle smug look on his face. However... Seraphius turns back to you both. Smuggle it gone. Please, if you wouldn't mind reapplying their shackles. Aren't we, like, leaving after we get our stuff? Yes, but I also cannot have you running off on me now, can I? Yeah, he's got a point. I mean, you have those two. We're not going anywhere. He looks between both of you, looking more so at Finnevere, who caused issues earlier, and you can just tell the look is, yeah, you might not go somewhere, but he might. If he goes anywhere, I'll punch him for you. I'm not disagreeing with anyone here. <laughs> so the two guards come over warily. They grab some shackles, which are hanging from the wall, and bring them down. And they put them at both of your ankles. Not tying you together, but you're both shackled at the ankles. 
As the guard starts to shackle Charles Smooth, he just kind of like jumps at him a little to spook him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> never gets old. Lovely. Open the chests. So the guard, hearing this order from Serapius, goes over and unlocks the far left chest and opens the lid where you can see some of your belongings are in there. Charles Smoot goes and gets his very limited belongings, as all of his very nice and mostly incriminating stuff is all in rolling. That very incriminating elk. That very incriminating elk. Suddenly realizing Penavir was broke, so he doesn't have any money to get out of there. But he does have stuff, so he's like, uh, yep, uh, that one's very cursed. I would not touch that with your bare hands. Did Isabel come back? Oh, no, it hasn't been a night yet. No, it hasn't been a night. Hasn't been no, a it has yet. not been a night. Not a a lot night. of stuff just happened in a singular day. Yeah, yeah, very you busy day. You arrived to port, mm-hmm. you walked into the teas and taverns, you went to the Coliseum, jumped into a pit, got arrested, and yep. now we're leaving prison. That's good. Still under arrest. All things considered, it could have been worse. It really was an eventful day. It was a good day. Finn, nobody comments on your doll. You get like a few odd looks, but they kind of just shrug. Uh, I'll be as insistent as necessary to get it back. They're just sort of standing to the side of the chest, watching as Charles picking through and grabbing some of his things. I think the only thing they would have taken that Smoot would have had on him... Your shoes. ...was his his boots of burrowing. I Yeah, I would like to point out, you guys have been walking around barefoot this entire time. If oh, yeah, you yeah, hadn't yeah. asked to get your stuff back, you probably would have been walking through the city barefoot as well. Nice. Oh, that would have been awkward. What are, what are the other people even here? The other people or your, your party? Because it looks like this is just your party's things. The other chest is locked. That's fine. No, no, no. Yeah, what, what, what does our party have? Because I don't know what, like, Kelsey or Valen had on them, if there's anything useful. Currently, what you see in the chest, there seems to be some very lightweight chain mail that is shaped to a smaller figure. You see what appears to be Kelsey's dagger, a hooded lantern, and a relatively small pearlescent gemstone that seems to be tucked away that all of Kelsey's things are pushed to one side. So it looked like they tried to keep everybody's stuff kind of grouped to whose belongings were what. There looks like there's probably a health potion, rations. What would you have me roll for the pearlescent? You said it's a gemstone? Is it anything fancy or is it a form of currency? You would... Is it just something of monetary value or is there an associated... Wait, are you talking about the pearl that Finn had hidden on him? No. This is something that Kelsey had. Oh. So... Looking at this stone, it seems to have an almost mystical shimmer about it. So if you wish to identify the object, you would probably need to roll an appropriate occult arcana. Sure, which one would you have me roll? What do you have? I, I, Charles Smoot has the ability to roll any skill because he has the untrained improviser feat. I feel like occult would make more sense for your character. That's fine. Not today! Total 12 for Charles Smith. You can sense that there is some sort of magical property that is emanating from this stone. It's relatively apparent, but you do not know what it is. You can see, though, that from Valen's stuff, there is his rapier, which has that distinct bluish hue to the blade that you don't see in most weaponry. Definitely something that his father had forged. His chain shirt, some just generalized equipment such as like pitons, rope, torches, water skin, bedroll, 
Uh, he does have in his collection a healing potion, an anti-venom potion, and basically a healing potion of lesser and one, five lesser and two moderate rations. And yeah. This man kept his rapier on him in the middle of the city when we packed our weapons away. Yeah. Um, when you guys were getting off the ship, I remember that I had said uh, he had wrapped it and had it tucked partially in his backpack. Smoot takes his belongings and moves out of the way. Okay. Finn moves up. Does he see the other stuff as well? Yeah, you notice these things. Would Valen's Astaria Stone be there? And do I have to make a fortitude save for just one? No. Um, in fact, something that you've noticed is that when you've been around Valen, you haven't really had a pool or a drive for the Astaria Stone. I did notice that. But you also don't see any stone in his belongings, but you do see one in Kelsey's which is a white pearlescent stone. You could make a check. Would you like to try and identify this item? Uh, sure. You could make an appropriate arcana or occult check. Uh, let's do arcana, because that's what Finn's most familiar with. Go ahead. That'd be an 18. You can tell that this item does have magical properties about it, but you are not sure what it is exactly. And unfortunately, the person that could tell you is locked away in a cell Though she is nearby. She's probably about 40 feet down from where you are. He'll also take the health potion. Whose? Oh, is there one for each? We'll take all the health potions. Wow. You're going to take all the health potions? What if they need those? It's like they're getting their stuff back. What if they did? What if they don't? The rock could be important. I could be saving it. Are you taking the pearl too? Are you just going to figure out what it does later? Yeah. He's so greedy. I'm going to um, roll these guards perception check. Okay. Like I said, they did put these things into piles. I would say then roll thievery because you're trying to take these things without being noticed. All right. It's a 16. I feel like you're going to be very noticed. I could be noticed. It's pos- It's within the realm of possibility. I think a 35 would notice. I think a 35 would notice. Oh, no, you're right. I did leave mine at home. Well, do they care? Just because the guard saw it doesn't make me care. So you start reaching into the other piles and you kind of reach to grab the first health potion that is very obviously not with your stuff. And you hear a throat being cleared behind you. <clears throat> right. Right. Uh, what do you do in response to that? Uh, lie. Uh, no, he's just going to go, uh, just like some like, right, right. And he's going to correct his behavior to do what they were more or less expecting in the first place. <laughs> Okay. Could have rolled a deception and just told him, hey, they were holding on to this for me. Could have. Could have. So I guess Finn just gets his stuff. All right. You get your things together and you kind of just see as the guards eye you as they just shut the lid of this chest and immediately lock it once you pulled your hands out. Like almost trying to snap it on your own fingers. I, from what we've done to them so far, I can't begrudge any of them. We deserve it. Right. So, you... Seraphius points to you, Finnevere. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be going to the temple, and you are going to be going to get your things. He motions for you both to follow after him. Mm-hmm. We'll get changed eventually, I'm sure. They didn't take our clothes. Yeah, changed into what? The only thing my they would have... chain mail and my shoes. I put my shoes on. Okay, I'll put my shoes on as I if walk. If you're wearing boots. Your shoes are uncomfortably rubbing the shackles a little bit. They don't fit exactly over. One win for slippers. Um, so yeah, he gestures for you both to follow after him, and I assume you're putting your chain mail and stuff back on. Following Seraphius out through these tunnels, he 
peeks back at you guys momentarily. I don't know how I'm going to do this, since I have to take you to the temple, and that's in the opposite direction of... Where, where are we going again? Uh, Mrs. Potts Tavern and Tea. Yeah. If that's in the South District, it's going to be in the opposite direction of the temple. I might have to send you on your own. Not by yourself, I mean, but... I am literally at your mercy. I have nothing better to do this evening, so whatever you say goes. We could go to Mrs. Potts together and then take me whenever's convenient, or we can split off and I can be in the care of whoever you deem fit. It's not who I deem. It's who Revenant has deemed for you. Lovely. Given that he has a penchant against the bishop and he finds me very similar, I'm sure I'll have quite the companion lined up for me. Well, what's done is done. Finn says as he shakes nervously and... Seraphius looks at you for a moment and you can see he's considering what you've said from what you can tell. He expected more of a fight from you. He just turns away and continues leading you through these tunnels and you feel the ground shifting upward where you can tell you are moving towards the surface. These tunnels are a maze. You would probably get lost in them without a guide. From what you can tell, based on what Seraphius just said, it sounds like before he takes Charles to go get Charles's things, he is going to separate you two. Yes. So basically, is there anything that we wanted to do before we were separated? Having a little bit more time before we split might be helpful, especially if you get any useful information. Sure. Part of me wants to meet the bishop. All roads seem to lead to death right now, besides our 1% chance escape by running. We just kind of assimilate ourselves into their society, at least for the time being. With air quotes around assimilate, I guess. Yeah. It's unfortunate. The one thing I would have asked for if I thought about it was a chance to say just a few words to uh, Valen and Kelsey before we split off. Saravius, how far is the temple from the guards barracks that I will be staying at? The barracks takes up the majority of the upper portion of the second ring. It's depends on where they decide to put you, but you probably won't be there for very long before they decide to move you out towards the seeker base. But what you're saying is, from Mrs. Potts Taverns and T, the barracks is in between the tavern and the temple. Kind of on the way? Not exactly. It's... The temple is in the northeastern portion of this district that we're in. Oh. We have to head southwest. Hmm. It's kind of literally in the opposite direction. Very much the opposite direction. Do you think you could write a note while they're walking? Like, you could ask Seraphius to deliver a message to someone. If you wanted to write something, you would have to stop and would need a solid, stable surface to write upon. Couldn't he use his thought pen? Even if you use the thought pen, you still have to have a solid, stable surface for it to rest upon. Do or we not have write. clipboards in this day and age? You don't have a clipboard. Uh, we, we don't own That's one wild. and have it with us. You should get one, because then you could just, like, walk around and be writing while you're walking crazy. It's pretty powerful. Uh, he will ask, uh, Seraphius, could I ask you to give a note to our friends? You could scan it, screen it, whatever you need to. You have it on you? No, but I have the means to make one. Quick of the pen. So you, it sounds like you're trying to make a request of him yep. to stop and allow you to write, so please roll a diplomacy. 23. How long do you think it'll take you? Less than a minute won't be long. 
I can give you a minute. Sure. He stops and just waits for you, turning and watching what you're doing. Smoot, I, I need your back. My back? Yeah, no, like, bend over. I need flat surface. You know there's a wall and a floor, right? They don't work as well. Don't you have a calligraphy kit that literally is, like, in a box, which is, by definition, a flat surface? Yeah, but it's, like, an inch of flat surface. You're much bigger. Dear Kelsey and... Other guy. Valen. Why do you capitalize Valen but not Kelsey? Because I'm in a hurry. It's secret code. <laughs> if you line up all of the capital letters... Smooth and I are getting oh. into more trouble. Uh, I don't like Jaden. <laughs> he does not know how to format anything. <laughs> Shut your eyes. Oh, fine. Can't look at his notes. They're so cringe. See, Jaden, I told you Quentin has a problem with peeking at people's notes. Quentin, stop looking at it. It's painful. I can't look away. It's like watching a puppy be run over by a train. Jaden, what are you trying to say? You you tell me. No, look at me. Look at me like you're having a conversation with a person. I'm Kelsey. <laughs> you're Kelsey, and there's a guard standing next to us. Okay. All right, Jaden. I'm Kelsey and Serapius all at once. <laughs> you are Kelsey and Serapius all at once. Okay. Just tell her <laughs> what you want the note to say. Don't type yeah, it. Yeah, but then I, I, this is how I keep the record of it. I will type it. Jesus. <laughs> Go. Dear Kelsey and Vaith. Smoot and I have gotten into some trouble again. We hope to unbury ourselves out of this mess that Smoot's gotten us into soon, but it may take some time. You two get comfortable. Don't get too comfortable with each other. I'll be back eventually. Stay strong. John sends his regards. Warm regards. There'll be an extra two words. You just see the pen just kind of like go back, draws a line through your thought, rewrites that. <laughs> As you're using the thought pen, you can see Serapius looking like very closely at it. He appears confused. And you can see that he's sort of walking around and watching this pen very closely. He's not necessarily paying much attention to the words on the page as he is very distracted by this very strange pen. What, what, what is this? It's called writing. Literate people use this to communicate. He runs his tongue along his teeth. He looks very frustrated. <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. I'm asking them to hang tight. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking them to hang in there. Are you both purposefully being this obtuse or are you this dumb? I, I might just be this dumb. Could spell it out for me, please. What, what is this thing that is writing? How is it moving without you touching it? It's, that's your problem. Oh, I, you know, see, we're seekers, so we're kind of used to weird things happening at all times. You travel the world, you find some crazy things. This is one of them. Like, have you ever seen a 40-foot-tall mecha monkey? You're both seekers. Yeah. Yes. Didn't you overhear that whole thing when we were talking to Revenant? Can't, I thought you just indicated that you were seeker. <gasps> Shucks, that is one thing that's at the... Uh, yeah, this is where yeah, uh, Finn would go, shoot, my emblem's at Mrs. Potts. Okay, congratulations. Your incriminating evidence is with the very incriminating elf. What, what do you need it for? You have a point. Keep it safe. I mean, I guess it does technically have, like, GPS tracking, so if you ever die, your body can be way... Oh, sorry, did we answer your question? Yeah, I'm I sorry. I am done, my letter. Hold on, hold on. You told Revenant that you're a seeker. You didn't mention anything about you. 
Why would we willingly give him that information? Why are you telling me? Because we like you more. Why would you? You can, he looks even more frustrated. You look a little frustrated. Do you want us to tell you what he said or keep answering your questions honestly or what? Yeah, do you want us to withhold information from you? Because we can start doing that if it's like better for your mental health. No, no. At this point, it's fine. We're grateful for what you've done so far. You tell us what you want to do, what else to do, and we will do that. You scrawny one. Yeah. Do not tell anyone at the temple you are a seeker. Well, obviously. If you want to keep your life, do not. Right. Yeah, we weren't planning on telling anyone that any of us were seekers. Really. Revenant might have use for you, Charles. And he could have had more use for you if you had just told him that. Oh, that's kind of awkward. Yeah, I mean, all, all four of us were kind of a, a, a secret party. Yeah, Stop and, telling me these things. And all of us were like fairly high rank as well. Okay. Except for Vinavir. Except for this guy. Vinavir is just looking like... there, cor- looking to correct the incorrect information. And it's like, he said stop. Because <laughs> he is wrong. He just sighs. <sighs> I know that you see me as... Uh, listen, I'm grateful that you saved my brother. But you really should be more careful with who you share this information with. Yeah, we are. Thus far, the only person we've told in the entire city is you. Roll deception? Who else have we told we were seekers? We told Order Revenant? No, no, no. I said we, collectively, are seekers. The only person I told Revenant was a seeker is me. Sure. I assumed it was implied, but I guess I could be wrong. You can tell that Seraphius seems to be extremely conflicted right now. He... Hesitates for a moment. He he turns to you, Finevere. Give me your note. I hand her the note. He'll take it. He pockets it. And then he turns back towards the ramp that you can see leads up to the exterior where you see some firelight shining through. I'll consider it good news that we didn't see him disarm any traps on our way out. I feel like it's too trapped of an area for there to realistically be traps. Maybe the bad pathways have traps. Maybe. Something you did notice as you were walking through these underground tunnels is there does seem to be a larger number of guards who patrol this region. They seem to each patrol their own section of the cell blocks. But you both reach the surface where you see that it is now evening. The sun is completely set. And for the first time since you have entered Taija, you are surrounded by silence. Got it. So it's North Korea. Coming up to the top portion of this walkway, you see that you are entering onto a very just mud-laden area where it seems there's a lot of traffic from carts and creatures that were brought in and out, all left over from the earlier portion of the day. But it's very clear here, except for just off in the distance where the entryway of the Colosseum is, you see that there are groups of guards that seem to just patrol around the area, stationed at different entrances and walking along the pathways that surround this Colosseum. And you walk along this mostly barren path, and as you get up to these guards, Seraphius turns to you both. This is where we're going to be splitting ways. I'm sorry I have to send you off to the temple, but there's no way that I can get you there in a reasonable amount of time. Oh, it's not like I was in a rush. Then I haven't even guaranteed the job yet. As it seems like we'll be separated for 
sometime. Please try and leave correspondence with Mrs. Potts. Uh, that's the only place we all know of. Guess that makes sense. <laughs> you hear a chuckle from Seraphius. You probably should say goodbye to each other for a very long time. Yeah, that's what that was. I do not think you are going to be getting correspondence to each other anytime soon. Well, Smoot, in this or the next life. Do you think it would be a wise idea to leave the rest of yours, Kelsey and Valence things at the tavern where we were planning on staying, just in case you needed access to them? I think you should figure out the answer to that when you get there. And if it's there, if I need it, great. If it's safely somewhere else, also great. Fair enough. Well. Well. If. If I don't see you in a long time, you better take care of yourself. Oh, I was going to say if I don't see you in a long time, make sure the Kelsey and Valen are safe. That goes without saying. So, whoever gets to live, I guess that's our mission. Best of luck, Finn. You too, Mr. Smoot. That's about as heartfelt as we get, bud. Turn to Seraphius, acknowledging that we are done conversing. He gives you a nod and gestures with his head towards the other guards. This way. As you approach to these guards, Seraphius offers them a signal, directing one of them to walk over to you both. Take this one to the temple. The guard just looks at you, Finnevir, seeing that you are shackled, turns back to Seraphius, offering a salute and nod before he essentially prods you with his weapon to move along. He doesn't offer you any words other than, move on. And you are being directed down a side path, the opposite direction of where Charles and Seraphius are now heading. This will be eventful. You are walking and walking. Hey, walking. But it won't break down the wall. Keep walking. But it never gonna fall. But both of you, in your own directions, walk along these barren roadways that are lit by lanterns. There are patrolling Red Guard all over the city. They eye you with wary suspicion, but your current escorts are deterrence against their approach. It seems that when the sun sets, the city is under curfew, and few dare to roam the streets. I'm important. I get to roam the streets after nine. In chains. I have an escort. You are walking for about 30 minutes, and your legs are starting to get a little tired with the extra weight of the chains, which drag against the cobbled pathways. You can see shadowy figures dodging in and out from the shadows of dilapidated buildings to your right, although there are fewer and fewer as you approach closer to this temple. Because it is dark, you are not able to appreciate the same level of grandeur that you would during the day, but you can tell that this temple is almost like a palace in itself. Approaching closer to it, go ahead and roll a perception check. All right. 28 for Finn for perception. You see strange shadows on two sides of the front gate where there are almost like two large lawns and you can see that there are rows of these shadows barely illuminated you realize that it's a graveyard on the outside. And from what you can tell, in the flickering light of torches which hang on the exterior of the wall, that this temple is surrounded by what appears to be a large marble stone wall. And there is a gatehouse of sorts where it is shut off from the public. You see that there are several people manning it, though they do not 
appear dressed the same as the standard Red Guard. They appear to be wearing dark robes, and they patrol around the area. You see some of them are carrying whip-like objects, and others carry long strands of beads, and they seem to be walking around this region, muttering to themselves. And as you are brought up to the gate, the guard gives a signal, which leads to one of these robed figures opening a metal gate, which is almost like a small door compared to the very large porticullis. So they have like a mini door that you can easily enter through. Yeah, Yeah, so instead of like opening the whole thing, they have a small door. Like a hunter-hunter door. (laughs) Yeah. Doors within doors. So this door is open, and you are shoved inside, and this gate is closed behind you almost immediately. The guard just gives a nod. Gift from Revenant. Turns and walks away. And this robed figure looks at you. Well, well, well. To what do we owe this pleasure, dear acolyte? He looks you up and down, seeming to make note of your chains on your feet. Oh, you're just impressed if I spell something correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always impressed when you spell something correctly. As he said, I'm a gift from Order Revenant. He pauses for a moment. You can see this almost very pale complexion, which reflects from the firelight. He has this very crookedly hooked nose underneath. I was told cunning could be of use to the Red Kingdom here. (laughs) Of course. Of course. But I believe that you're here for other purposes. Come now. We shall make your way to your new quarters, little acolyte. I might inquire how I am to address you. You may call me priest. Right. Priest. Lead the way. And as you are walking behind this priest, you see he has a hobbled walk, and walking through this area, you see this tall central building, which is most certainly the temple. You can spot, though, through the main entrance, which is open, and you see uh, braziers in the front sort of illuminating the interior, you catch a glimpse of a statue, which appears to be a shrouded woman holding beads, like almost like prayer beads in her hand, and on her chest, you can make out an emblem of sorts, looking like some sort of strange circle, and at the center is a triangle, but it's hard to tell exactly what it is without getting closer. He's picking his battle, so he's just going to follow along and try to look at it later. As you are walking, you can hear this priest muttering to himself, and also it seems to you. Shed yourself and all that you are. Welcome the maiden, and she will guide you. And Finn, you are led to a very shabby-looking building to the far back right of this area. This temple does seem to have a yard of sorts where you can tell that people are living here. But you don't see anybody out currently. You assume because of the curfew. But he leads you to this ramshackled building. Your quarters, acolyte. Thank you, priest. He gestures and seems to wait for you to go inside. Go inside. Okay. Time to find out what my new digs look like. You walk into this building. You see barely anything. There is no light in here, except for the infrequent flicker of light from the far-off braziers from the temple. 
And from what you can see, it looks like there are rows of beds stacked on top of each other and a relatively foul odor coming from within. You would assume that you were to find a place in here to lie down. Well, it is late and I do love my beauty sleep. Uh, Finn would try to find an empty bed. Also, if that foul smell is dead person, he wants to know. You would need to roll a medicine check. I feel like it's a poop bucket. Poop bucket I can live with. Dead people in beds that just don't get acknowledged? Not so much. I feel like they would be slightly more attuned to that, considering that they have a graveyard as the front yard. 17. The odor seems to be a mixture of just generalized body odor, fecal matter. Hmm. And you don't, you're not sure if it's decaying flesh, but it certainly could be like a dead rat or something in here. Kick everyone out, get a whole bundle of rags and tied to woe until my face is blue. That's what this place needs. Needs the fin of your touch. Needs the little fin of your touch. Oh, yes, you're right. Um, thank you for reminding me. They probably take all your stuff and give you rags. Before you enter in, they stop you. This person stops you. Please, remove all that you are. Yeah, you have to shed all that you are so that the maiden may guide you. You know, it is a regular thing for all of my items to be taken. You'd think you would have, like, realized this and maybe, like, had little, like, stockpiles hidden away somewhere. A cavity check? You know, I tried that one time. I, I kept stuff back at the seeker base. It didn't help. It's true. So at this point, I think I'm just ha- I'm going to have to learn to let go of myself to <laughs> to have MacGyver's soul come upon me. Oh, there you go. MacGyver's soul will guide you. You know what? What's stopping you from just shanking this guy and running? Not much. <laughs> but that sounds like a lot of risk. Yeah, with very little reward. Very little reward. Okay, here's what I do. Okay. And I know some fans are going to really be upset at me for this. Okay. Uh, Because he is going to... He's going to double check first. All that I am, he looks him dead in the eyes and is trying to make sure he means all. He just pauses. Yes, all that you are. And if you would like me to put it in simpler terms, Acolyte, remove all of your gear immediately. You are not free here. Okay. So he will take off all of his gear. He didn't say clothes. Okay. So he's just going to neatly organize the stuff and hand them to him one by one. Um, He just starts grabbing them from you. He doesn't let sure. you organize. As soon as you take it off, he grips it from your hands. I willingly hand him Isabel. Okay. You see that he recoils slightly as he's handed the doll, looking at it very strangely. <laughs> And tosses it to the side from like just tosses it into the pile that he's uh-huh. made to the yeah, side. Yeah, poor man. But Finnevere, he continues to wait for you. Right. No. Oh, that you are. Uh sure. That's what this is gonna be. Real MacGyver stuff here. <laughs> uh, he's gonna get buck naked. Perfect. Anything else? <laughs> Cavity check. Bring it. <laughs> that is all. He gathers all of your things, and you can see that he's essentially carrying them all in his arms, kind of using his own robe to cradle them. You will find your new identity within, Acolyte. Good night, priest. I'm sorry for your loss. 
I don't, I don't think he understands. What do you think is happening? What do you mean, what do I think is happening? I know exactly what just occurred. What just happened? Jaden no longer has a therapist. Yeah, we sorely missed. I'm sorry for your loss. I know how much you, like, you had a very strange, I know how much you had a very strange relationship with that doll. Well, you know, until late were people offering that kind of ear to listen to, so. Finnevir, you see that he walks off directly ahead of you. He walks straight to another building that looks a little bit more put together. It's not the temple itself, but there's another building that he walks to, goes inside with your things, and you see that there is a light that goes on in this building. And after a few moments, he comes out and you can see as he turns back, you can see that he seems to lock it. This building is farther away from where you are. It's like on the complete opposite side of the yard. All right. He sees that you're still standing there and he waves his hand for you to go inside. All right. Time to find a bed. Good luck. You walk in. This odor hits you. You're also struck by the cool breeze of the evening on every part of you. But as you walk through looking for a bed, you can see that many of these are filled. Many of which seem to be like small children. Oh, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, not so comfortable anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't like being nude with a bunch of children? You do find what appears to be an empty cot all the way to the innermost portion of the building. And there seems to be a somewhat dirty-looking-ish robe for you to put on. Oh, new digs. You know, my fortune told me that I would get personalized <laughs> clothing. Is this personalized? I don't know. Is Finn a dirty hobo on the inside? <laughs> I don't know. I think he likes the finer things. So, yeah, we'll take whatever cloth we can get our hands on right now. And Finnevere redresses himself in these robes. And he lies down for the evening, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Now, back over to Charles Smoot. Walking with Serapius. He doesn't seem to be making much conversation with you as you're walking. Oh, well, that was going to change. Okay. That's what I thought. I was going to say, because he's not making it on his own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Charles Smoot has plenty to say. Again, you see that the streets are completely empty, except for Red Guard, who patrol in small groups around the city. You can see the spires of the castle up on the highest tier, tall walls separating you from it. It takes you a good while before you reach the west gate leading into the southern district. As we're walking through the southern district, which I know to be a bit more rebellious, a little bit less well-regulated, Charles Smith will strike up a conversation with Serapius. Based on your actions, I... Uh been able to gauge at least to some degree what kind of individual you are, but what does family mean to you? He takes a long moment, seeming to ponder on your question, and he offers a solemn response. Much. Likewise, there's little I would not do to have my family, to have them safe. There's very little I can offer, but take greed in the words of an old man. If you truly value your family, there are allies out there. You aren't at a dead end, Seravius. You still have options at your disposal. They may not be the ones you would like, but seldom is life very ideal. There are sacrifices we all must make. 
Make a diplomacy. Right, smooth. 24 for Charles Smith. He remains silent, offering you a partial nod, acknowledging what you are saying, but remaining deep in thought. I can't imagine the situation you're in is very easy. I was in a similar situation once as well, and in a place where I felt I had no allies. He looks to you. What did you do? I had to question my own capabilities. I could no longer overestimate myself. I had to be realistic, and I had to open myself up to others. Sometimes all we can do is ask for help. At the very least, what I can offer you is a place to look. We found out that Mrs. Potts might be at least slightly sympathetic to our plea. I'm sure your brother would know all about this, but if you are looking for aid, she may be able to provide some. And if you are looking for options, I can wholeheartedly say that the Seekers, despite all of their flaws, more or less are very welcoming to outsiders, especially individuals who are useful. They do not care about your creed or your color or your background. As long as you are willing to do what is necessary for the sake of those around you, you will be accepted. Well, it sounds wonderful. This revolution is a losing battle. With everything this kingdom has amassed in these last few years, I doubt the revolution will even survive. You say that these seekers might be capable enough. Then where are they? The Red Guard controls most of the West Coast at this point, which tends to make things relatively difficult. The one advantage I would say that the Seekers have is that they have very well-fortified defensive terrain northeast, high in the mountains. I can't speak from personal experiences. That is not where I have come from. Personally, I came from Lamb's Respite, but that is currently wedged in between the Red Guard to its south and Rayland to its north. Not exactly the most ideal of circumstances for someone trying to make a getaway. Right. Alternatively, though I doubt we'll be back anytime soon, you could theoretically head by coast. There's an individual who I'm well acquainted with. His name is Captain Clem Fetchum. If you let him know Charles Smoot sent you, he should welcome you with open arms. And then what? My family is here. I have a wife. I have a daughter. We're all prisoners in this city. In this kingdom, everyone is a hostage. Well, in those situations, you really do only have three options. Endure your suffering for as long as you can. And continue on an all bet long but miserable existence. Stand and fight a losing battle with the hope that one day luck will favor you. Or gather what you can and try and persevere as you flee to, yes, unknown lands, but unknown lands that have more potential. As you guys are walking and getting closer to your destination, he seems to be considering your words very carefully. We're all not small pawns in this entire game of theirs. There are a lot of big fish to fry in this whole scheme. My brother's been talking about this for years, and as far as I'm aware... From what I've heard through all the rumors that spread through this godforsaken city, the Order has something powerful up their sleeve. 
That's why they're so confident in every move they've been making. They have made more progress towards their end goal in these last two years than ever before. So I wonder what that is. You know, if your brother had any idea, it seems like he was involved. It's possible that he knows. I have chosen to keep myself ignorant of those situations. The more I know, the worse for him and for me. Alternatively, anyone at the table, correct me if I'm wrong. At some point, someone mentioned something. There's a lot of things that are mentioned that needs to be more specific. You're correct so far. <laughs> a- a- about the Red Kingdom desiring a power source. Don't remember that, but I do know that the note that we read said that um, the rebels took something very important. That rebels didn't say that. The note said that they had something that they might want. There was, yeah. Also, didn't you didn't share anything. that with me. Or you didn't share that with Finnevere. Finnevere did not share that with Charles. Yeah. Power. I don't remember them saying a power source. I think that's what you guys interpreted what you heard as. But they are looking for something at Wolf's Lodge. It may have been a power source. Might have been the wording. A power source or something. Seraphius, I don't know how much good it will do your immediate family and the circumstances they are in. But if you wish to thwart the plans and schemes of the Red Kingdom, I do not know how feasible it would be. Or perhaps you could come with me to Wolf's Lodge. With the two of us, we could perceivably sabotage the entire venture, at least halting whatever schemes that the king is so eager to pursue. I I would have to get authorization from Revenant. Me serving in the Colosseum is part of my punishment for not turning my brother in sooner. I am also on relatively, what is that term? Thin ice. If I make a misstep, it could be taken out on my family. Revenant is a man who does things as close to the book as possible unless he sees it as a benefit to the Red Kingdom, which is why he is using you, as far as I can gather. Arguably, you should be presented before the king for him to make the decision to send you there. So, Revenant making this decision on his own is out of line. I can see what I can do. Maybe I can convince Revenant that I... You'll need someone else to monitor you, but... From all I know, he may want to be there himself. It really depends. Both of the Order Knights are in charge of the city's guard. They are the enforcers of the king. He may not be allowed to leave the city as well. The Order Chariots are the ones that manage the guards outside of the city, giving them orders from the king as well. You guys do arrive to Mrs. Potts' Tavern and Teas, where Cerulean is, who is tied to the front post still. He looks at you indignantly. Yeah, on another note, do you think that's going to be a problem? You just see Seraphius just makes a thin line with his lips. What is that? Your stuff. It's my stuff. No, 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 no. That is a thing. Like, that. that oh, that what? is an animal. That's not that. Cerulean. Uh-huh. Right. And this is where you have stored your things in her tavern? Yes, in part. I'll probably need a word with Mrs. Potts. Make it quick. The most I can give you is an hour. Shouldn't take that long. And it's already been relatively long since we started walking. All right. Thank you. Mm. Smoot very hurriedly walks into the tavern. You go to the door and try the handle. It seems like it is currently locked. Nickety knock, knock, knock. Charles Smoot will knock on the door. Nickety knock, knock, knock. With the curfew, 
that you assume is going on. You see that the tavern lights are all out. You knock on the door, though, and you see a few moments later, there seems to be a light that goes on from one of the upper rooms. Waiting a moment longer, you hear something come undone. A latch of sorts. And the door kind of creaks open. Oh, hello? Mrs. Potts, evening. Oh, that would be Miss Franny, sir. Uh, I see you've returned for your elk. She peers out the door, looking apparently behind you towards Seraphius. And I see you have company. It has been an eventful evening, to say the least. As the dust settles, or are are there other concerns to be had? The shadow endures. Seraphius here is sympathetic to a degree. Her eyes flick from you back to Seraphius and then return to you. All right, come inside and make it quick. Smoot looks back at Seraphius. Does he seem like he has any intent to follow? He... I'll turn to Seraphius and I'll say, I know it's a lot to ask and it is very sudden, but if you were to choose a side, it may be now. Okay, roll a diplomacy. Come on! I need it. I want another 17! That's not terrible. That is a 20 total for Charles Smith's diplomacy. It's not phenomenal. So I was going to say earlier that when you made the other diplomacy, it sounded like you were trying to improve his attitude. So that's what I took that role as. Sure. You did succeed in moving him from friendly to helpful. Okay. Does this still not beat the class DC for someone who's helpful? He looks at you and warily checks around you both before he proceeds inside. Let's go! Helpful is really broken. Helpful's pretty broken. It adds zero <laughs> instead of 20. Oh, nice. Yeah, I guess this is literally requesting dangerous aid because yeah. if he gets caught doing this, he's just executed and probably his whole family, which is 10 plus yeah. in P1E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we make our way inside. You enter inside of Mrs. Potts' tavern and teas, and you see as Franny walks over to a small door, which is at the base of her stair, and opens it as a small cubby. And you see that there are some different beverages stored inside of, of little teapots and cups and whatnot. It's just a very small storage cupboard. You see... William is currently walking over to you from behind the counter where he was just standing what appears to be guard. He looks at Miss Franny and looks back to you. Good evening. Uh, good evening, uh, robot. If a robot could narrow its eyes. <laughs> Charles Smith's narrowing his eyes at the robot. If, you, if the robot could narrow its eyes, you feel like this robot is perceiving you. Judgment.exe fully online. <laughs> Judgment.exe is fully online. Would you like some tea? Uh, I, I think Franny's got that taken care of. Um, this is the absolute last thing on my mind, but for some reason, it is coming to mind right now. How good are you at self-repair or repairing other robots? He pauses. Well, back in the day, I was a maintenance man within the facility. So I assume I'm pretty good. You know, I gotta give you an A plus for your sense of personality. Uh, 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 I've kept this rust bucket going for many years now. If it interests you, 
I don't know how many other individuals like yourself you've ever encountered. Not many. But there is one currently in Lamb's Respite. There is another person trapped inside of an android. You're a person trapped inside an android? Yes. Oh, that's incredibly unique. Never mind. I'm sure there's an entire backstory and lore that we could really get into there, but I don't think that we have the time or that this is the place. This might be the place. It's definitely not the time. Probably not. Would you like that tea? You know, I feel like I'm going to need it now. Caffeine is good for the soul. What is Franny doing? Franny, actually, while you've been talking with William, seems to be moving a floorboard within the cupboard. That's right. And... It takes her a little bit of effort because she has to move some things around. But as she does, you see that there is a small stairwell that opens up and heads into an underground room. All right. Now, William, if you wouldn't mind recovering this after we move downstairs for a moment, I'll give you the knock when we return. Smoot, I kind of eyes Serafius and looks towards Franny's direction as he makes his way towards the hidden stairwell. You see Serafius just staring. He seems to be deciding whether or not this was a good or a bad idea, but he proceeds after you in the end. Smoot just kind of clasps him on the shoulders. You're all in now. Oh, what have I gotten myself into? And I think that is where we're going to end off this week's episode of The Gate Chronicles. Thank you, Valings, for listening to another episode of The Gate Chronicles. We're so glad you are joining us and that you'll continue along with this journey by hitting that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to this from and we want to make sure we give a big thank you and shout out to michael gelfi of michael gelfi studios monument studios and epidemic sounds for allowing us to use their music and ambiance in today's episode so we'll see you next next week on another episode of the gage chronicles bye, bye guys bye.